Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Mo Jobs, and this is Static Energy Podcast, and I got my lovely co-host with me. Laura Michelle, what's popping, everybody? Yo, what's going on? Listen, we missed them last week. I wonder if they missed us. Yeah, we had to take a little moment, man, you know, to, to collect our thoughts. It's, it's been real busy with the Toast Up Tuesdays. Yeah, and I think it was, you know, not only the Toast Up Tuesday, I thought it was you know, the right thing to do since our friends in, in the podcast world, you know, we're celebrating their 50th anniversary 50th. and their yes. 50th episode. So shout out to Can't Knock the Pod. So I thought it was only mm-hmm. right that we, you know, let them have a moment and, and, you know, let them have a celebration. And, you know, we took the week off and, you know, but I miss y'all. And, and we, we got to get in Toast Up Tuesdays later, but I think we should introduce our special guest before we get started. Well, we have uh school psychologist, uh, a friend of mine that, you know, Miss Karina Turner, uh, welcome to uh, Static Energy Podcast. So- Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, happy to be here. So give us a little bit of rundown about yourself. You said, tell the people you're saying who you are, what you do, you know. All right, uh, I'm Karina Turner, as they said. Uh, I'm a school psychologist. Um, that means a lot of different things, but in general, I work with uh, mental health, but also with learning disabilities. Uh, born and raised in Columbus, went away for a little while during college, came back home so I could work with the kids that came from my neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. Very passionate about a lot of things, so happy to be here, happy to talk tonight. That's dope. dope. Wait a minute, time out. You got beautified tonight because I don't think you, you didn't look like this earlier tonight. Um, I just put on some lip gloss because, you know, it's a little late and I can't be looking crazy. Listen, let me tell you, your skin is over there glistening and glowing. And I, like, I'm over here like goals. Okay, sis, I see your hair popping. Y'all should see her. But no, um, you said you were at school. Like, tell us a little bit about your education background. Sure. So, um did undergrad at Ohio University, go Bobcats, okay. and uh, studied psychology, uh, and then went on to Loyola University Chicago for graduate school, where I studied educational psychology. So I have a master's in educational psychology, and then what's known as an education specialist degree in school psychology. So the science of learning, uh, the science of learning disabilities, and, and kind of how you help kids learn and, and be their best selves just focusing on the whole child so Perfect. yeah yeah okay. that's dope so you yeah. was down there kicking it in Athens because y'all at one point in time y'all were like the party school of Ohio especially yeah. Halloween especially yeah. yes. Halloween Halloween party oh crazy. you went crazy Halloween time I like, got some fun memories but I stayed out of trouble mostly because I had a scholarship to keep so I could okay. only go but so wild you know okay <laughs> fair enough did you join us any sororities while you were an undergrad anything like that no, um, although I come from uh, a very heavy Greek family, okay, um, and uh, my church family were very much uh, the AKAs were phenomenal and kind of guiding me through high school in particular. I was an cadet, so I was in their, you know, uh, youth mentoring program as a Got high you. schooler. Uh, but I chose not to pledge for a variety of reasons. I Got definitely you. respect MPHC with all my heart but gotcha. that just wasn't in the cards for me that time. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Okay, so Mo, why don't you tell the people why we have Karina on the show today and what sparked the conversation? I mean, funny that you mentioned church family because we were talking about church uh, religion and it's like mental health, but she has mentioned something how the church, well, she was talking to her pastor one day and I guess you weren't coming to church as regularly anymore, correct? Right, and she, she had said to her pastor, and she could tell the story better than I can, but she had said something about you don't hold the men responsible like you do the women, you know, in mm-hmm. the church. And you don't have programs or you don't have things for, for them. You know, it's always the women have to um, be more into, you know, um, well, how's the word I'm looking for? Domesticated? Into this, not so much domesticated, but she used the word, um, what you use, Ruth, as the example? Yeah. More like yeah. Ruth? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? 
with this conversation that we're having is very dope. And I don't like, you got to come on to the podcast so people can hear this and we can have this discussion. So this is why Ms. Turner is here today. And we're going we to get into a little bit about that. So I guess first question would be, what turned you away from church? You know, tell us a little bit about that. Um, nothing really turned me away from church. I still love my church family. I still love church. I still um, value the religious roots that I have, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like right now, you know, I'm 31 years old. I got a birthday coming up. I'll be 32 um, at the end of the week. And I just feel like the place that I am right now and the goals that I have right now, um, the church is not necessarily going to help me reach it. The church as an institution. Um, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that the things I learned in church about who I am as a person and who I want to be as a person are not still valid and are not still a part of my personal goals. But I just feel like sitting in there listening to the same messages, they weren't, I wasn't growing anymore. I, I wasn't um, feeling like I was moving forward at all. And okay. so I decided to kind of do more of my own study, uh, learn more about who I am as a Christian, um, as a person of faith without a label. Um, And then as a Christian, um, my relationship with God, independent of anybody else's rules, and then where I fit into whatever it is that Christianity or any other religion says. So um, it's not that I've necessarily like kind of gone away from the church, just taking a little break so I can uh, get a little more for myself. Yeah. Right. And that's fair. Um, I think in 2020, a lot of people feel how you feel. You know, and it's been a lot of pastors that's come forward and say the same thing that you are saying. You know what I mean? And I think it's only fair that it's respected. And sometimes it's not, you know, even when you leave the church for other reasons. You know, I myself left the church. I grew up in the church, you know, Monday through Sunday, I'm in church. You know what I mean? But as an adult and after doing my own research, I've had my own feelings. So, and a lot of people don't respect it. And I think that's the unfair part about, finding who you are you know what I mean I think that's why a lot of people don't because people don't respect that aspect of it agree and did you find yourself or either either one of y'all did you find yourself as like an outcast or people looking down upon you because you weren't coming anymore no I never felt like an outcast I still talk to them regularly I still go over their houses Mm -hmm. for birthday parties for you know the kids of the people I grew up with Um, I'm still invited to events. I still show up at church events. You know, it's just that sitting in the pews on Sunday morning part that I kind of have drawn back. So I still feel like I can come home. (laughs) And see, for me, it's different because I left church for different reasons. You, You know what I mean? So people don't understand, you know, my beliefs or, you know, my spiritual beliefs. And that's okay. Cause like I tell people how I feel may not be what you feel and that's okay. So right. I do get a lot of backlash because I no longer participate in certain things. And you know what I mean? And that's my own personal reason. I don't force my beliefs on anyone else because I respect everybody's space and opinion, you know, and I wish I Mm -hmm. could get the same, but I think it's dope that you, you know what I mean? Your path is totally different. Like, it's not that you don't believe in what you learned in the church. It's just, you want to find you. And that's totally respect. You know I mean? I respect it. Thank you. Thank you. So Karina, you had mentioned that, um, you know, the church weren't necessarily um, helping you reach your goals and there wasn't no growth. And going back to the conversation that we had, um, where what do you see as far as the issues with holding men accountable in church? Do you think that is a problem across the board at all black churches or just particularly yours? Or So I've had this conversation with quite a few friends, um, none of whom mm-hmm. went to my church. Um, all of whom went to different churches, some even in different cities. And it seems like a pretty common thread. All of us from the time we were young were told, you know, save yourself from marriage so you can Mm -hmm. be a good wife. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you got to learn how to cook. You got to learn how to clean. You got to carry yourself like the lady. You got to wear these pantyhose. You got to make sure your shirt ain't cut too low. You got to make sure that skirt ain't too tight. Like everything, who we were shaped to be was a wife. Mm -hmm. Like from the, from the moment, from as early as I can remember as a little girl, before I even knew what marriage really meant, I was being shaped to be a wife. 
Mm. And when I talk to men, they don't, I don't hear that from them. I don't hear them being told, you got to learn how to build a house. You got to learn how to fix a car. You got to learn how to cut this grass. Mm-hmm. If they were learn, mm-hmm. if they were learning how to do those things, it was because that's what makes a, a man who can be independent and take care of himself. But it wasn't so that they could then be a partner to someone else. Like that was never a part of the equation for them. Um, it was mm-hmm. never, I've never heard a man say that if he didn't do those things, that God would be disappointed in him. But I have heard a lot of women who feel like if they didn't become a wife and a mother, God would be disappointed in them. Um, And so there's Mm. like, there's, there's all this baggage that I think women walk around with. And then you get to like your mid twenties and you're single. Oh, then the church is really looking at you funny. Like what's wrong with you? Then they want to hook you up with every choir boy, every musician, this, that, and the other. But those men in that church weren't held to the same standard. So then the man that you were trained to want, doesn't exist so then you feel like something wrong with you because while you were told keep it for marriage listen the musician in that pulpit is not waiting for marriage and he is not gonna date you and I think so, that's ugh, it's ugly <laughs> I think that's where a lot of the divorces come from in the church too like a lot of marriages that happen in the church is sometimes forced mm-hmm. and it's like you're doing things because it's the quote-unquote right thing to do and it's like no, we don't even, we weren't even brought up the same and you're trying to marry us off or, you know, like you said, our beliefs aren't the same. You weren't taught to do X, Y, and Z. And now you want me to marry this same man that's cheating with, you know what I mean? It's a lot of that going on in the church. And I think it stems from that very thing you just said, like you're teaching the men, you're not teaching the men enough, put it that way. I'm not saying they're not teaching. It's just not enough. And to even add to that about you know, saying the, the whole force thing, like I know a lot of people who are forced or put this facade on as if they're living one way, but live a different way, you know, and that can be, you know, just personality and your characteristics or even just who you love sexually, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and as far as orientation, you know, people do things, you know, um, because they don't want to piss off, you know, um, the church family, you know, or whatever. And that's why you have download brothers just saying or whatever, or sisters in the church, you know. And, I mean, it's and, true. And, that's a fact. Yeah. yeah. I, and so I, I, so you brought up a good point because I know for myself, we didn't, we weren't taught how to be men or whatever. And I don't know if it's because there was a lack of men, you know, in the churches or in the homes or whatever, but you do bring up a good point that, you know, women are taught from day one to be a wife, you know, or, or whatever, but men, we don't have that same, um, we don't have the same accountability. Right. And again, like when you, when you think of it as a pastor, you know what I mean? Like even the conversations that he has with the men versus the women is different. You know what I mean? Like, it's certain things that are are unacceptable for me to say to my pastor versus if I'm a deacon in a church. You know what I mean? I might say the very same thing and it's okay. And I think, again, that's another problem. And I think that a lot of people are afraid to go to their pastor and say what you said because Mm -hmm. of the backlash that may come with it. You know what I mean? So did your pastor understand where you were coming from? Yeah, I mean, he was somebody that I felt like I had a decent relationship with. Okay. Um, between, you know, I, I grew up singing in the choir. You know, I we would organize little events for tutoring and little parties and whatnot. Again, something that the girls were expected to do. You were expected to help out with the children's ministry. You were expected, as you got older, you were expected to be a, a contributing person in that church in a way that I felt like a lot of the guys weren't. And so um, I had worked with him and and spent time with him enough where I felt like I could be open and honest with him. And I respected him enough, not only as my pastor, but as my friend, that Mm -hmm. I felt like I owed him at least a little bit of why all of a sudden I'm kind of pulling away. Because I didn't want him to think um, as a pastor and in in the denomination that I grew up in, it's um, it's not uncommon for pastors to just suddenly be moved around. Um, okay. at the end of whatever their quarter is, you know, at the end of that year. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't want him to think like, you know, I, I'm kind of new to this area, yada, yada, yada. I only been here a few years. 
I didn't want him to think that it had anything to do with his leadership in that church because I actually okay. really respected him and he was the closest to um, the pastor that I had known as a child um, who really mm-hmm. kind of embodied that church for me. Um, so I, didn't, I, I felt like I owed him at least that little explanation that it really wasn't about him. It was a, a much bigger thing and had a lot more to do with where I was spiritually. Um, yeah. I think, Lauren, I'm probably a little bit more like you um, in that there are many, many beliefs that I do not ascribe to like right. I just will not agree with um, right. I don't care how many books you put in front of me I don't care how many scriptures you throw at me there's just certain things I'm not rocking with and so Fair. you know um, learning that balance and everything and understanding that I could not I could not respect my faith and sit in that pew and pretend as if I believe what was being said every Sunday um, I felt mm-hmm. like I at least owed him that that explanation so it, it went well he respected it we still talk um he's no longer at that church because they moved him but uh we still talk and you know he still calls me little sis and all of that but gotcha. you know it, it needed to happen that's what's up so in that moment of honesty you know that you was able to share as to why you uh stopped coming did he make changes to you know to accommodate people like you not that i know of I mean, I, like I said, I'm still very good friends with a lot of people in there, and I don't, I don't remember hearing anything new. You know what I mean? I don't remember okay. there suddenly being a how to be a Boaz conference. Right. But that right. that Women's Day conference was the same thing as it women's always day. was. Women's Day. Women's Day. Oh, day, right? Women's Day. <laughs> Every girl knows Women's Day, right? I don't care what denomination you come from. Like we, Ooh, we know what it entails. Women's Day. Yes. It you don't is. you don't hear that when you say that like guys don't react that same way so they don't that that's it's crazy you said that because now that you think of it now some churches just have men's day or whatnot but it's not as common as women's day at all and that was just funny that you brought that up because i remember attending a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. of those you know and we so, have men's day that's the crazy part but yeah. it was so different small. it's the so focused small. no 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 it was the same size it was the same size. We got just as hype, but the focus was so different. The focus was how are you gonna be a man? How are you going? How are okay. you gonna do this? And how are you gonna make your mark in the world? And it was never. It still wasn't about being a partner. Whereas with a woman, it was how are you gonna support those around you. It was never about building me up as a person, building got me you. up as a woman, yeah. right? And right. showing me that you know the reality is Mary Magdalene walks with Jesus. She was not yes. separate. Yes. But in today's church, women are, are, are kind of put in this subservient role. Mary Magdalene mm-hmm. wasn't separate. She wasn't subservient to anybody. Correct. She was equal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not treated that way. So that, that's been a big thing for me as I've studied on my own. Absolutely. I think, I think if a lot of people had the courage that you had to, you know, even talk to your pastor about it and require a change that that becomes a focus, I think the churches will lose a lot of members. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I think uh, like Mo said, we, or you said that when you sit on the church pew, when you pretend, like, it's like, you're just going just to, it's a motion. You know what I mean? It's almost like a routine. And right. to me, it's like, that's like going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like we do it because that's what we're supposed to do. You know, that's what we have to do. And a lot of people feel that they have to go sit at church on Sunday to get religion. And if you're not getting anything out of that message, it's like, why are you going? And it's not, I'm not saying stop going, but I think as a church member, you have to hold the pastor accountable. And I think accountability in the church needs to happen way more than it does because a lot of people in the church, and this is no dig or not, you know, to anybody, but I feel like they worship their pastor a little too much as if he's God. And that part bothered me. You know what I mean? You know, about the whole church thing, like he's not God, you know what I mean? So I think that's a problem in the church. Right. Right. And I mean, like I said, I've read the Bible for myself. I've read uh, the book of God, which is the Bible as a novel as well to clarify some things for me, to, to make some things, to give me some, some areas to study more up on, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it opens your eyes to so many things and you see the things you don't agree with just as much as you see the things you do agree with. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think that, I don't think I was ever encouraged by my church to study the word for myself without their interpretation being a part of my interpretation, mm-hmm. right? 
So they'll yeah. say, go read the book for yourself. But then they're going to have a whole sermon on what you should get out of it when you read the book for Ooh. yourself. That is not what's supposed to be happening. Like, Ooh. I, don't, I don't think that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to let me read it for myself. And then during Bible study, we can talk about it. You, you, that you get it. And, and the essence is missing. That whole piece is missing. You're, you're, you're now setting a tone for me. So right. now I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. So that means I'm again wasting my time because I can get this on my own. Like, and, yeah. Or so then with when people it, who get it. Yeah. And so when it comes to like the whole male female dynamic, how do I know how much of that book even, because you got to view the Bible as a history book as much as you do as a, a religious book, right? Absolutely. So how, much, how, how much of that book and all the roles that you keep trying to put on me as a woman are from God versus were kind of dictated by the times that it was written in and the mm -hmm. interpretation, even if God was speaking to those people, because who am I to say that he didn't truly speak to those prophets, right. right? But does that mean that when they heard his words, they did not interpret it based on what they were going through in that moment? What was the norm for them in that moment? How do I know that? You know what I mean? And, and why would I think that a book that was written over 2000 years ago still should be the only thing that I'm following when that is not the world I live in anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I, I keep repeating myself, but it's the truth. So many more people need to be like you. You understand what I'm saying? Like a lot more, a lot of people will feel a weight. Like I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders when I started thinking for myself when it came to religion. You know what I mean? Like my mother respects my opinions and she respects my beliefs, but when you start believing in your own truth and instead of what you were taught as a kid, it's okay, like you said, to take some things that you and still believe those things. But for real, we got to be more free thinkers. And, right. and again, I'm not trying to persuade anybody to leave the church. That's not it at all. I'm just saying, like, pay attention to what's in front of you. I think right. that's fair to say. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so Mo, what do you think? You letting the ladies not, carry this one. I'm curious though, like what what's what's your uh kind of experiences with this? Well, as I stated, you know, and hearing you speak, you know, we never had that, you know, as far as um the whole how to be a man, you know, well, it's always the men voices, it's kind of different, you know, um, in some of the churches that I've been in. Um I don't think, I, to be honest with you, this, so this is my opinion. I think that the way that we perceive men from like how men, post, you know, how we interact is, is all bullshit. Like, I think that, <laughs> seriously, I, I, cause, because I think there's a lot of missing pieces and elements of what a man should be, you know? And I think that we leave out a lot of things, you know, because it's this misconception that we're supposed to be this tough guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That shows no emotions, you know, no feelings and any of that. And if we do things, you know what I'm saying, too, you know, emotional, it's gay or we're soft or, or it's weak, you know, when I don't really feel like that's the truth, you know? It's and definitely we always, not, right? And we always push this, this agenda or this thing that this is what a man is, but we don't show the softer sides of what a man is, you know? And so when we start to experience, you know, these different feelings and all of that, we start to, you know, act tough. And then we, we put up this wall or whatever. Like I told somebody before, I think that men should play with baby dolls. Yep. And I, I think that is necessary because it helps them, you know, know how to have, you know, how, how to do like practice, um, nurturing, you know, uh, caring, mm -hmm. things of that nature, stuff like that, you know, but if you play with a baby doll, oh, he, he gonna be a sister, he gonna be gay. You know, my son ain't playing with no baby doll. That's but, trauma though, again, I told right. you that's, that's trauma. That uh, right, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying. So our, our perspective of what a man is supposed to be, I think is bullshit, you know? So I think we have a lot to learn from women and women can have a lot to learn from us, but I, I, and sometimes I don't even like how they have 
the the two separate from each other. I think that they should be intertwined. You know, the the women's day and the men's day because we need to learn how to interact, communicate. You know, what I'm saying we need to learn how to love each other. You know, and sometimes we can probably break up into little small segments or whatever. You know, but I think that those things need to come together and be intertwined a lot more. That's just my perspective and opinion. I think we need to make being kind normal. I know that yeah. sounds corny, but like, I that think we corny at all, though. You, you know, like I think we le- we need to make it normal. When I see somebody that looks nice, oh my god, you look nice, or hi, how are you? Just a simple hello, like, and then you, Mo, you mentioned everything a man's not supposed to be. I feel like that's what makes them men is when mm-hmm. they can be vulnerable and show emotion and, you know, show that softer side. Like, that's what makes you a man to me. Like, when you can't, I question it because it's like you have some underlying issues. And, you know, that come into your mental health background. But it's like, we got to stop putting men on this pedestal because it was a post on social media, not to like go here, but it says, as a man, you can't vent to your woman. Mm-hmm. And, and and when I read mm. it, I was like, well, who else are you going to vent to? Right. Because if you like, vent to your friends, then they're going to say you gay. So like. Exactly. Yeah. So I was so confused by that. And the men on the post, like facts, 100. And they agreeing with this. And I'm like, damn. Right. Men like we're really, really broken. Like it, it was. It was, it broke my heart in the same token. It was like, as black people, we got to just start loving on each other. Like we got to start really be like, bro, I got you, sis. I got, even if I don't know you, like I got you, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like that shit tore me up when I seen them men actually agreeing that they can't vent to their spouse because they feel like it's going to be thrown in their faces. And it made me think about some times (laughs) where, you know. I had used it as bait and I was like, you was wrong, sis. Like mm-hmm. straight up wrong. So it's just eye-opening as to how men feel. But we won't start how we feel. Hey, let me go back. <laughs> let me go back and ask this. And, and I know it gotta be disheartening when you know you reach a certain age. And as you said, there are women start to look at you funny because you're not married, or they want to try to pair you with this guy and that guy, but even more so what has to be more disheartening is when women are, they feel like women are expected to be on this earth to reproduce or have babies. And some of them can't. And like, we've talked about this before, you know, I I feel like there's a moment in time where people should just mind their damn business, you know, and not worry about somebody else's uterus. (laughs) That's it. Cause there are some, there are some women who have been trying for years. Mm-hmm. And they, they mm-hmm. can't conceive for whatever reason, or they've had multiple miscarriages, which has to be even more painful than Trauma. being unable to conceive, right? Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there are others who just don't want kids. I don't want okay. children. I, and yeah. I have very good reasons for it. But even if it was just because I don't feel like it, right? Why y'all keep forcing women to have babies? And then <laughs> looking, she ain't no good mom. Mm-hmm. She ain't want to be a mom. Y'all the one made her be a mom, right? Like, let women make the decisions for themselves because at the end of the day I am a phenomenal auntie okay I jokingly call myself the fly single auntie but everybody know I'm gonna be all up in your business I'm gonna tell you you know that baby ain't eating enough you know that's not how that those car straps go hey you know he's uh, not talking where he needs to talk right now and my degrees are kind of in child development so I need you to like (laughs) I'm not I'm I'm not trying to be bossy but I am because yeah. I, I love my nieces and nephews, right? right. But I, see, my adopted but people, nieces and nephews, but y'all need that. like. But people would discredit you and tell you because you yes. ain't got kids, you don't know what you're talking about, and you don't need to, you know saying, address these things. But then they'll I take them to a doctor who they haven't asked if they have kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say that, hey, say that one I'm more time. Say that, my mic no, over. say that one more time. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you walk into the doctor's office and you don't interrogate them on whether or not they have kids before you take their advice on whether or not you should spank them, feed them, whatever, then you should probably let your your friends who are trying to help you and actually love your kids guide you as well. Girl. And then they'll, they'll be the first ones to be like, you can't tell me how to raise your kid. I'm not telling you how to raise your kid, but I am telling you that he's hungry. 
Like, <laughs> not the same thing. I didn't tell you how to discipline him. I didn't tell you none of that. I just said that the baby was still hungry and can I go fix him another bottle? Like, Woo. okay, come Karina. on, y'all. Let's work together in Village Matters. <laughs> yeah, I need, yeah, Bishop Karina Decay. <laughs> and she didn't put the sermon down because, listen, I can't wait to, re- I'm quoting you. Like, I'm, I'm going to quote you and like, this sums up because we had an entire issue around myself and Mo having an opinion about children but mm-hmm. we raised children. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like we, you know, like it was an entire right. show around it, you know? And I just think that's a very good way to put it and just kind of put a bow on it and tie it up, ship it off and just right. let mm-hmm. it marinate. Like Just let that. it marinate. Just think about it for a second. Like, so I got a question. Because right. Mo said, you know, the pressure on a woman to be married why is it so much pressure i'm 36 once a month <laughs> once a week somebody asked me when you gonna get married why you ain't got no husband mm-hmm. and i'll be like why your husband cheating like Ooh. so you know like when i get to asking questions like that i'm wrong right. but it's like you're being disrespectful by asking me that because you don't know my reason for not having one maybe i don't believe in marriage Right. You know, or maybe I don't want to get married. Maybe I've been divorced six, six times and I don't want to do it again. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the pressure on a woman, especially after 30. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You got to yep. have kids, a career, a husband and a house. <laughs> or you fail that life. Yeah, or Forget you everything else life. you're doing. Forget everything else you've accomplished at this age. Right. You don't have a wife. You're not a wife and you don't have children. You failed. <laughs> like, like I remember I had this conversation with my sister like and this was a few years ago but like I went and I was so excited to tell her like oh yeah I'm gonna be a godmother I'm so excited blah 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 and she was like I mean that's fine and all but when you gonna get married and have some kids of your own and I was <laughs> like I'm sorry I have three degrees I pay all my own bills mm. I have a wonderful career mm. And people trusted me enough to choose me as a godmother. And none of that mattered because I don't have a ring on my finger. I don't belong to some man. (laughs) What you say? You know what? I I don't belong to some man because that's what it is, right? I'm not paired. I'm not paired up, right? So I must not be complete. Listen here, I am complete all by myself. You contracted in. Like, when you say that, I'm wrong. Like, y'all went and got permission. Permission to say you love. Sis, I'm okay if I'm not in that contract with right. the man i'm okay i'm cool I, with it i believe in marriage i hope one day it does i do find somebody that i feel like i can spend the rest of my life with because the way that me and people are set up i i have a hard time believing i'm gonna tolerate somebody that long so if i fall in love <laughs> and i just so happen to be like you know what you i can wake up to you every day and not want to kill you then <sighs> glory however yes. if i don't i am still complete all on my own and for uh, mm. some reason, I don't know why women are made to to believe that they are not complete. Like, I just finished watching uh, Girlfriends, the series, right? Uh-huh. And it's like watching them and watching, like, as, as good as that show was, it still kind of underscored the fact that none of them were happy until they were in a relationship. Especially Joan. Especially mm. Joan, right? <laughs> like, the whole series was about them trying to go fi- they had careers, they had mm-hmm. wonderful friends, they had family, they had full lives. Yep. And they were miserable because they were single. Yep. Literally. Listen, I'm living my best life. Okay. <laughs> do what you want when you want to do it. And you know, right. it's a good, it's a good thing. And to know that you're happy with you, with you. And again, right. a lot of people don't realize the fact of if I roll over and I want to do this every single day, that's it. It's right. people that's married that don't have that feeling. So Mm -hmm. again, some people get married for a wedding and some people really out there in it to win it. And I'm cool with both, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be forced into um, that type of that pressure. But I do think it goes back to the church teaching us from the time that we're little that that's the goal. So then Mm -hmm. you don't feel fulfilled because from the time that you were a little kid, you were taught that your your duty was to become a wife. So if you haven't become a wife, you haven't become a mother. Have you fulfilled everything that you were supposed to? And I just refuse. I refuse to believe that that's all I was meant to be. Fair. So um, I want to ask you before you get up out of here. 
Um, with you, your background being in mental health, what is there? What's the what's the disconnection, and what could happen in the church to bring them closer together to to mental health? Because you know, I know a lot of times, you know, people go to their pastor for help to have mental issues, mm. and it's funny because a lot of times people come back to me and say, yeah, I try to go to my pastor, but he don't have the words for me. Not what I'm looking for. Cause he'll say that I'm not, I'm not closer. Oh, I God. need to be closer with my face, you know, or, or God, mm-hmm. or, you know, they give me a prayer, but that's about it. And it's not mm-hmm. doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. So they're still left with this, this void of this emptiness or these issues and their thought and they don't know what to do. Right. So, Talk to me a little bit about, you know, um, mental health and, and, and religion. Where do well, you see that? I think that the issue with the church is a, a issue with greater society, honestly. The reality is the brain is an organ. Mm-hmm. And every other organ in our body, when it goes wrong, we treat it with medicine. We treat it with mm-hmm. therapies. We treat it with intervention, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the brain? Yeah. like let's let's be real honest like if you look at the science of it if you look at a an mri of a brain for someone who has autism for someone who has adhd for someone who has bipolar disorder it does not look the same as an mri for somebody who is quote unquote typical right it's a medical issue y'all it's not an emotional issue it's not a faith issue it is a medical issue because the brain and even our emotions are based on biology, plain and simple. And mm. so when something goes wrong or when something is just different, cause you know what? Not all things that are currently considered disabilities are truly something that's wrong with a person. Right, it right. just means they don't fit into society's current standards. There's right. a whole bunch of stuff that used to be in the DSM and is no longer in it. So yes. I think that society at large and the church in particular need to stop treating so-called mental illness as if it is a failure of faith or as if it is a punishment worse right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a punishment for something that we did wrong and start treating it like the medical issue that it is plain and simple like it's a medical issue y'all treat it like it right and I think they always and that's the first thing a lot of people in the church do and again this is just my opinion they go straight to scripture And it's like, sometimes as a human being, when I come to talk to you, because I trust you, I just want to talk to you as a person, like take everything else out of the equation and don't pray for me. Don't break out the holy water. Don't, don't start quoting scriptures on me and, you know, things of that nature, like be real with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like get to the root of the issue and then use your resources to find the help that they need that's what's missing too they have all these resources they're so connected to the community a lot of these pastors bring these doctors into your church build a partnership with them like that's Mm -hmm. missing if you're gonna have these people giving you money spending time in church every week help them the way they need help nobody should be hungry so nobody should be homeless right like it's just nobody should be sick it's just mentally i should say at least get them the help and the resources that bothers me right I mean, if we can, if they spent as much time truly praying for folks as they do talking about folks hmm. and judging folks for what they're struggling with, which we mm. could we could do a whole nother hour on that. I was but, about to say, girl, you ought to be here for a minute because <laughs> we can go there. But but seriously, like, I think that at the end of the day, nothing is going to change until we stop treating mental illness stop treating emotional issues which are not always mental illness because sometimes they're an accurate reflection of what we're going through at that time and we are human beings and we are not meant to be robots and so we are supposed to react to what's going on around us right if we treat it like it's a human condition and not a medical condition sometimes it would be okay but when it is a medical condition let's treat it as such and let's encourage people to take their bipolar meds the same way we encourage them to take that insulin if they're diabetic because some some people are unstable because the church told them to stop taking their medicine and pray. Yeah. But and it too, you know, what's crazy is because I deal with, we deal with, you know, even you, we deal with so many different things and so many different people. 
I've had kids literally come to me where and, and say that, oh, they pray, they try to beat the gay out of me, pray the gay out of me, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like <laughs> that's a thing. Or throw, you're know saying like oils and waters on me, you know. Delivered. <laughs> yeah, right. I've been right. delivered. I, I, delivered. <laughs> right. I, I think it's crazy, man, crazy how you know hell. some our our churches in our community is set up and, and, and the mindset that they have thinking that these things are the answer to people problems. Right. You know, I I, I some I don't people know stand up in that pulpit, honey. And mm-hmm. they didn't, they was with a man last night and they mm. will sit up and quote every scripture in the Bible and tell these people why they should not be this way. And baby, that's why when I, when I used to go to church, don't put your hands on me. Right. Don't, still you, don't, right touch don't lay no hands on me. I right. never played that. Don't shoot. I don't want you to pray. If you want to pray for me, you could, you could do it on your own, but you don't need to touch me to do it because the transfer of energy is real and I don't need yep. your demons. I don't need that energy. And I that don't. is biblical. Um, and some <laughs> people skipped over a couple of scriptures because oh. you're not supposed to let everybody put hands on you. You're not supposed to be walking around pretending you. to speak in tongues. Because the Bible mm-hmm. says if somebody is speaking in tongues, there is supposed to be someone next to them that interpret. If y'all just what? walking around speaking in tongues, I don't know what you're saying or who you're speaking for. Mm. Don't play that game with me. I don't, don't like that. Because uh-uh, I read it for myself, baby. So uh-uh, you can't <laughs> tell me nothing, right? But it's, I felt like I couldn't do that kind of stuff, right? I couldn't say those kinds of things yeah. um, before I really went ahead and made the emotional disconnection from who I was supposed to be as a Christian right Mm -hmm. because once I realized who I was as a Christian and not just who I was supposed to be suddenly my faith became real different it looked different it felt different um Mm. and I'm happier with it than I was before yeah that weight, I'm telling you, it just comes off. And, and right. when you be, I'm telling y'all, <laughs> if you don't listen to nothing else I say, just try it for yourself and just start questioning things in front of you in the church. You know what I mean? No matter if it hurts feelings, you don't have to be disrespectful, you know, but these conversations, if it's real, it can be proven. Like, don't let anybody tell you otherwise, you know? So right. I just, that's just how I look at all of this, but we can go on and on about religion. I think, <laughs> <laughs> especially the I church. Think it's- I think for black people, it's such an important thing because so much of black culture, now I ain't talking about just African-American culture because to me, those are two different things, right? But so much of black culture in the United States developed at the same time as religion did. And I'm not knocking none of my ancestors for finding something to keep them surviving. I'm not. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we need to make sure that the things that we used to use to overcome trauma have not become new traumas, right? And that's, I think that's where we are right now. There's a, there's a lot of limitations that we've allowed to be placed on us. There's a lot of ways that if we really talk to the old church elders, they don't like what this stuff look like anymore either. So Mm -hmm. I think we just need to be careful and we need to be honest with each other and we need to talk more like conversations like this need to be happening across generations, you know, between the genders, all of that, um, because we are not going to heal as a people and we are not going to move forward as a people if we just keep doing it on our own. So let me ask you guys, because I know for me, you know, as I got older, I started to break away from what I knew as the religion, you know, as um, Christianity and growing up in a Baptist church. And when I started exploring different things, it kind of drove me away um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I had to open open my eyes to uh, new information, and just made me start to realize things with, a, I guess, a third eye. But it's very <laughs> hard for me. And you said it, you know, that we history is mixed in to all of this. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. If if I would have to say, I don't believe anything that they gave us. Mm-hmm. You know, so. <laughs> We we all conscious here, you know. <laughs> I get I get what you, you say. You know where I'm, yeah. I know where you're yeah. going too. That's why I'm over here chuckling because I'm like, they gonna come for you. You better watch what you say now. Man, <laughs> <laughs> the saints will be here. Okay. But it, it, I mean, because we had our own identity, we had our own culture, we had our own belief. You know, mm-hmm. 
And right. it's just hard for me to believe because you just said it, that whatever our ancestors believed in to get them through, more power to them. But I think that we kind of forgot where we came from and wh- who we are and what we are. Correct. Definitely. Correct. And Definitely. I think it's just reading. It's all a matter of reading and just just dive into it. You got your phone in your hand to do Facebook, Twitter. Just just jump on Google and just start but reading things. Even when you do that, you got people in the church that would automatically throw it out, you know, saying and say that it's a lie, it's not truth, it's not the word of you know Jesus or God, whatever. But those people got you gotta leave them where they are. Because you're never <laughs> right. gonna get through to them. That's you're you gotta you know how you ever heard the the saying, I'm set in my ways? Like it's a lot but, of people in the church that are set in their ways and there's no changing that. But even like even with myself, when I had answers or wanted to know answers, my mom would be like, Oh, well, you need to go to Bible study, you know, ask the pastor, you know. But these are the same people that are going to tell me try to tell me different to sway my thoughts and answers. And <laughs> No, I don't want his fucking answer. But right. it's a generational curse. Like, you have to understand, they're teaching us what they were taught. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, so, was, and I asked my mom, I said, listen, how... Not a curse. That's, that's the wrong word. How do, you, how do you believe in something and can die for something that you don't fully understand? Mm-hmm. And because if you've never read or studied any other religion... How do you know what you're studying is what is right? And how do you make a decision when there's right. others that's out there? You know, I think we are so ill-informed about religion and we are so used to doing things because it was, it's a cult, it's, a, it's taught to us. You it's know? the black thing to do, to go to church. Right. And yeah. if we're against it, then we're the black sheep you know, right. or we're the devil, you know, or we're they talk going. about us in the church. Uh-huh. Yeah. They talk, you, you get what I'm saying? And that's the problem. Like they want us to respect them and what they believe and what they, they, you know, say that works for them. But it's like, fuck me because I have my own mind and want to go this way. It's like the right. same respect should be, you know, given like, okay, you don't. Um, and then they like, Okay, I'm sorry. I, I was about to go on a rant, but I got to say this. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't pick and choose what sins are greater than others. Like, Especially when the Bible said no sin is greater than you others. See, you, you the know only I mean? unforgivable one is to deny God exists. But he didn't say which God. Oh, my goodness. It's like common right. sense. And it makes me go. so mad. So I just wanted to get that out. Christians, saints, whatever you want to be called. I'm sorry. But listen. Stop telling me what I do is wrong and you doing X, Y, and Z. So I, I think that's a, a, it's so much judgment in the church nowadays. And so many, I'm glad the internet exists. Right. You know what I mean? In this case. Am I wrong? But is Christians the only ones that point or point the fingers and say what you believe in is wrong? Nah. No, nah, yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, no that's Lo- lots of religions period. do that. Yeah, that's just yeah, religion. That's, yeah. mm, that's organized religion. Religion and I say and organized religion. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like there are faith systems that believe that you can believe multiple things, right? And yeah. then there are faith systems that don't. But Christians are certainly not the only ones. Um, definitely not. Okay. Yeah. yeah so this is going to sound kind of corny, but one of my favorite books in the whole world is the last book of the Narnia series. Okay. Um, and in the last book of the Narnia series, this guy gets to the equivalent of heaven and -hmm. realizes that the God that he's been worshiping is not the one standing in front of him. And he panics Mm. and, and God looks at him and he says, but you were seeking me. He's (laughs) like, but I wasn't following you. He said, but you were seeking me. Mm. You did what you were supposed to do. You were a good person. You, you did everything that I asked of you. You just called it, called me by a different name. But you were seeking me with all your heart. And how could I punish you for seeking me with all your heart? And so I encourage people to follow what you feel is right. Because the loving God that we were talking about would not reject you for seeking him. 
Absolutely. Not. That doesn't even make sense, right? That mm-hmm. only men do that. That's a that's a human characteristic <laughs> to be Correct. that jealous and and arrogant and conceited, right? And they'll be like, he's a jealous guy. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. <laughs> no, it doesn't ain't. even Who make sense. It doesn't even make sense. It goes against everything that the Bible teaches. Who told for you him so, to be a jealous guy? It does, like, come on. I think I think men wrote that in there because that was their <laughs> only interpretation of God's words that I want you to love me. Right, right, right. So because I want you to love me and because me as a human, I want you to love me, but I'm going to be mad if you love somebody else, then God must think that way too. No. No, yeah. you putting that stuff on God. God ain't say that. You said that. So <laughs> is it safe to say? I, I I'll say this, and <laughs> I don't believe in Jesus. Okay. I believe Please. in God. I, I believe in a higher power. So you know, because there's somebody that's superior. I just don't know what to call him. I call him God. God. Yeah. I, I just can't. What what they gave us as far as Jesus, I I can't rock with that. Okay. And, there ain't nothing wrong just, with that though. Yeah, and, and but understand that's why like, the word God is not His name. The word God is just the exactly. English, English word for uh-huh. a higher being. Correct. So yes. you can believe in God without believing in the Christian Christian God. God. Correct. So and, and a lot of people, again, that that alone, just saying that right there can get you side eyed. Mm. Like you get you kicked out of the church. And the God I serve, they will hit you with a whole finger and a head mm. roll. And you be like, wait a minute. All I said, like, you know. <laughs> right. All I said was I ain't so sure about the one you call God. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's all. Right. So, yeah. I'm glad and we I, all agree I tell people, that. like, listen, I can say a prayer with you and everything, but just don't say in Jesus' name. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and, and a lot, if they're your <laughs> friend, they'll respect it. Exactly. And I tell people all the time, like we still could pray together, mm-hmm. but it's just we it's just it just looks different. You know My what best I mean? Friend is like, Hindu. It still yeah. works, right? Yeah, like we've prayed together, we've eaten together. We she doesn't mind me praying, I don't mind her praying. I don't have to understand what she's saying. She don't have to understand what I'm saying yeah. because at the end of the day, we are practicing what we believe, right? Correct. It only gets crazy when people think that the only that they are the only ones who know the truth. Yes. Right. But if you truly so, believe in a higher being, then you understand that the conception of a higher being is beyond all of our understanding. Of, mm, so who are you to tell absolutely. anybody else they're wrong? To and not only that, dropped but the I mic mean, again. I grew up right. We gonna, this episode is called Preach because that's exactly what she wanted. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the preach. But the commonality of all the religions are all the same. You're saying with all the, the, the gods or whatever the deities that you know they call them is the commonality is love, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we are living according to that love or that person, <laughs> and if we're seeking the same person, just like he, she just mentioned in the book of Narnia, you have done everything that I've asked, you know, then we shouldn't, we shouldn't really be able to know what's different because the only thing we'll know that that's different is the, the religious garbs that we wear and the or sometimes or the, or the practice that we do. Outside yep. of that, the way we treat people, the way we interact should all be the same. Absolutely. Yep. People will literally quote scriptures with a knife in their hand. And mm. they'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? You know what I mean? You'd be looking at them like, do you realize what the interaction that we're having is going against everything that you are spewing out of your mouth? Like some of the most hateful people will be the I'm ones telling you, like I, I, I do. And then they will literally say, and my God, mm-hmm. well, excuse me. Like, and they don't, you know, like I'm telling you, it's a lot of that. And I'm so glad we got to have this conversation because I always said on Static Energy, we would never talk about religion. Because <laughs> I, oh. I always said we would never Did talk you? religion. Yes, I always, I've oh. never, we're like what, 65 episodes in and I've never talked about religion. And, but I think again, it's a time and a place for everything and the delivery. Like I must say, I loved your energy. It was amazing. Like Thank you. it was super real, super raw, and you got your shit together. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> like yeah, I'm proud. Hey, of I you. wasn't always this person, but hey. I've always been a rebel. I guess it so. don't matter. It don't matter <laughs> when you became her. You here now. So I think it's extremely, extremely dope. That you said three degrees. I I wrote that down. Like sis said, she had three degrees. Make sure we repeat that again and give her her roses while she can smell them. Great job. Thank you. So, Thank you. you know, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show. 
thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Definitely. We're definitely going to have you again. We, you know, because I think there's a conversation oh, to be yeah. had about some other things. Yeah, oh, and I think this is so. going to spark a lot of conversation where a few pastors may want to have some dialogue with Miss Karina. And I think I would love to see somebody as well-spoken and with her own brain have a conversation with somebody who has it figured out, quote unquote, you know what I yeah. mean? So I think yeah. that's, and definitely to ask a male pastor directly, you know, what does this look like for you and what changes are you willing to make? I right. think it's definitely worth the conversation. So maybe part mm -hmm. two in the near future. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm down for, sure. for that. Definitely. Well, well, thank you for coming to uh, Static Energy. Uh, it's been thank a pleasure. you, thank you. Thank you. Glenn you pleasure. have a wonderful night and much success to you. Thank you. Same to you both. Be blessed. All right. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Another dope show, some... Mo. Another dope oh, yeah. show. I wish we had some hand claps or something like that. I know, right? Because listen, <laughs> she, she totally, totally dropped the mic a couple of times you know what i'm saying on the show so i'm super grateful that you actually had her come on the show you've introduced me to some super dope women you know what i mean so i appreciate you mo absolutely absolutely um anything before we get out of here you want to talk about um toast up tuesdays um, I think they need to know about Toast Up Tuesdays, all the new changes of, you know, and the elevation of Toast Up Tuesday and just the direction we go on. I think we need to spend just a couple minutes around that. I, uh, you don't want to talk to the people about Toast Up Tuesday? Well, we definitely can talk about Toast Up Tuesdays. Okay. So, what you want to talk about? Tell us Everything. Like Tuesdays, how Just we... tell them where we going, man. Like, in case they ain't I mean, see the new setup, they ain't see the production have... team. Like, I don't know about you. I'm excited for this. So, I mean, the production is definitely looking different. Um, we have, you know, some producers. We have, you know, a team, a production team, actually, now. Helping yeah, with yeah. everything, you know. So, shout-outs to uh, Black Light uh, Collective Okay. Shout out, us. shout out, shout out. Those are the roses for the week. I think they deserve a dozen, maybe two dozen. Um, we have some content that's coming. That's crazy. Yeah, we got a good lineup, I think, of people that's going to be featured on the show on Toastup Tuesday. So make sure you guys head over to Facebook, like the new fan page. It's called Toastup Tuesdays. Duh. You know what I mean? Make sure you hit like, set your notifications, tell a friend, and me and Mo just getting started, and I'm super, super excited to take over the industry. And we're going to be doing, um, we got a trip in New York planned for the new year. We're going to be the doing- The new year, uh, yeah. We, um, looking to take a few people, just COVID-friendly, Mo. Because Mo, I don't think, I think Mo forgot that he had coronavirus and how jacked up he was for like weeks. And he keep wanting to have all these functions. Anyway, I ain't going there. I ain't going there. We done for the day? We wrapping up? Lauren, no, no, you know what, Lauren? We, 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 we got something to settle. No, we don't. But nah. I'm not doing a COVID, a co unfriendly, COVID unfriendly event. I'm just not doing it. Lauren, I'm, I'm not. Listen. Doing it. Mm -mm. You want me to apologize right here to you in front of the people? No. No. Nah. There's no need oh. for an apology to me, Mo. There. Listen. Yes, let me yes, tell you is. something about me and you. And I'm gonna say this <laughs> on a public platform. We streaming. Uh, we on non-syndicated platforms. Listen. I'm talking to everybody. Myself and Mo. We can have an argument right here on this podcast, and then when we hang up. Or I'm going to call him and be like, hey, bro, let me tell you about, you know what I'm saying? Like, you my dog. Like, we in this for the long run. We about to make a lot of money together. And listen, all that other shit, we going to get mad at each other, bro. But you've been <laughs> mad at me for a few days. Yeah, though, yeah. I am still <laughs> mad at you. I'm still mad at you. But I sat down, did my job. We at work. And I'm going to probably be over. Give me like, like three more days. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like three more days. You know I'm petty. You know what I'm saying? No, I'll be over it tonight because we got a show to do and I got to be at my best bag. But I love you to death. You my brother always. And, you know, I wouldn't want to do this shit with nobody else. You already know. You my dog. But you a diva though. Yeah. Woo. I'm a diva. <laughs> when he said he own all this shit, he think he own 
Mo Jazz is a boss, though. He can't help it. That's all it is. He just want he want the best for the people in front of him, and I'm okay with that. I do. That's it. I mean, how many nights I be spending up? You know, saying sending you messages and <laughs> you shit. get on my nerves. That's why I ain't got no boyfriend. <laughs> I can't get no boyfriend because I'm always on the phone Don't with you. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. No, I can't put that on nobody but me. <laughs> Sis got issues for real, like, <laughs> like you know, nah. <laughs> Y'all know me. I don't know how to pick them. I don't know how to pick them. But I grew up. I'm growing up. I'm getting me a husband. <laughs> All right. So hopefully you ain't mad at me tomorrow. All right. Cool. No, nah, we good. I love you, though. All right. I said I love, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, okay. I love you. I love you, too, Lauren. I love All right. Now let's get up out of here. Hey, yo, this is your boy, Mo Giles, and this is Static Energy Podcast. And I'm Laura Michelle. We up out of here. Peace. Blow.